This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of impending fracture and prophylactic fixation from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. As far as criteria for prophylactic fixation, several methods exist to predict the risk of pathologic fracture. These include the presence of significant functional pain, greater than 50% destruction of cortical bone, and of course there are formal staging systems such as Harrington's criteria and Morel's criteria. Prophylactic fixation is preferred to fixation of actual pathologic fractures due to shorter operative time, decreased morbidity, and quicker recovery. Now, let's go over Harrington's criteria and Morel's criteria in a bit more detail. As far as Harrington's criteria, prophylactic fixation is indicated when there's greater than 50% destruction of the diaphyseal cortices, greater than 50 to 75% destruction of the metaphysis, or greater than 2.5 centimeters, permeative destruction of the subtrochanteric femoral region, and persistent pain following irradiation. Moving on to Morel's criteria, a score of greater than or equal to 8 suggests prophylactic fixation, and this criteria is based on site, pain, lesion, and size, and each of these can have a score of 1, 2, or 3. So as far as site, the upper limb will give you a score of 1, the lower limb will give you a score of 2, and peritrochanteric will give you a score of 3. As far as pain, mild pain will give you a score of 1, moderate pain will give you a score of 2, and functional pain will give you a score of 3. As far as lesion, blastic lesions will give you a score of 1, mixed lesions will give you a score of 2, and lytic lesions will give you a score of 3. And finally, as far as size, less than one-third of the bone will give you a score of 1, one-third to two-thirds will give you a score of 2, and greater than two-thirds will give you a score of 3. Now let's move on to treatment algorithm. It's important to first obtain tissue diagnosis. So unless a patient has a known primary neoplasm with bone biopsy-proven skeletal metastasis, the treating surgeon should biopsy the lesion in question. This is an extremely important point, so I'll say it again. Unless the patient has a known primary neoplasm with bone biopsy-proven skeletal metastasis, the treating surgeon should biopsy the lesion in question. Keep in mind that a biopsy may require a separate incision than the incision used for intramedullary nailing of the bone. If biopsy suggests primary neoplasm of the bone, like sarcoma, that may benefit from neoadjuvant chemo-slash-radiotherapy, then close the wound and refer to a local sarcoma center prior to surgical stabilization. Surgical treatment of primary sarcoma will contaminate the entire bone with sarcoma and affect the ability to perform limb salvage surgery. As far as radiation therapy, indications include a low Morel score. As far as surgical fixation, do not proceed with fixation until primary neoplasm of the bone has been ruled out with biopsy. As far as the goals of fixation, make sure to maximize the ability for immediate mobilization and weight-bearing, protect the entire bone in the setting of systemic or metastatic disease, and optimize implant choice in the context of the patient's overall prognosis. The type of fixation depends on the location of the lesion and the type of disease. So in the humerus, Proximal humerus lesions may require an endoprosthesis. Diaphysis lesions may require an intramedullary nail, resection and an intercalary spacer, or plates and screws, which is less preferred. Distal humerus lesions may require flexible nails or an elbow replacement. In the femur, peritrochanteric lesions will require an intramedullary nail, and femoral neck and head lesions will require a hemiarthroplasty. As far as postoperative radiation, Following surgery, refer the patient to radiation oncology for postoperative radiotherapy treatment 
to decrease pain, slow progression, and treat remaining tumor burden not removed at surgery. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, A 78-year-old male with known metastatic renal cell carcinoma visits your office with severe left arm pain and difficulty lifting objects. The radiograph of his left humerus shows a lytic lesion in the proximal humerus that involves greater than two-thirds of the humerus. What is the patient's Morel score? And the choices are 1, 4, 2, 7, 3, 9, 4, 10, and 5, 12. The correct answer to this question is 4, 10. So this patient presents with a painful lytic lesion in the upper extremity that involves greater than two-thirds of the humerus, making his Morel score 10. Morel scoring for metastatic disease assigns points for pain. 1 is mild, 2 is moderate, and 3 is functional. Points are also given for lesional composition, that is 1 point for blastic, 2 for mixed, and 3 for lytic. Points are also given for lesional extent, 1 point for less than 1 third, 2 points for 1 third to 2 thirds, and 3 points for greater than 2 thirds. And finally, points are also given for lesional location, with 1 point given for the upper extremity, 2 points for the lower extremity, and 3 points for the peritrochanteric region. In patients with a Morel score of 8 or higher, prophylactic fixation should be performed. For patients with a Morel score of 8 or higher, surgical options depend on the location of the lesion. For proximal humerus or Bickel's type 1 lesions, endoprosthetic replacement is recommended. For diaphyseal or type 2 lesions, intramedullary rods, intercalary spacers, or plates and screws may be used. And for distal lesions or type 3 lesions, flexible nails or elbow replacements can be used. Morels proposed the scoring system for diagnosing impending fractures. He found that the risk of fracture was 33% at 6 months for a score of 9. He proposed that lesions with scores of 8 or higher require prophylactic internal fixation. Anract et al. published a review on metastatic fractures of long limb bones. They report that the Morel score is helpful for determining whether preventative measures are indicated. They state that prosthetic reconstruction is preferred for epiphyseal fractures and internal fixation for diaphyseal fractures. Moving on to the next question. A 75-year-old woman with a history of multiple myeloma treated three years ago presents with constant daily pain in her right hip for one month. She now uses a cane when ambulating. Radiographs reveal a mixed lytic lesion of the proximal right femur. Bone biopsy confirms myeloma. What is the next best step? And the choices are 1. Radiation, 2. Curatage of the lesion, 3. Prophylactic internal fixation and radiation, 4. Proximal femoral replacement, and 5. Proximal femoral replacement and radiation. The correct answer to this question is 3. Prophylactic internal fixation and radiation. So this patient has a lytic lesion in her proximal left femur slash subtrochanteric region. Morel score is 12, given that there is functional pain, greater than two-thirds cortical thickness, and that the lesion is peritrochanteric and lytic. Prophylactic internal fixation is indicated for peritrochanteric and proximal lesions. Radiation helps prevent recurrence. To quickly review, surgery is indicated for proximal femur lesions if the Morel score is greater than 8. Surgical treatment is either internal fixation or endoprosthetic replacement. Intracapsular femoral neck lesions should be treated with cemented hemiarthroplasty. They fail by dislocation or infection. Pertrochanteric slash subtrochanteric lesions may be treated with cephalomedullary nails. They fail by nonunion or avascular necrosis. 
Bickles et al. reviewed the surgical management of metastatic bone disease. They recommend an algorithm that includes bone scan, CT slash X-ray for all detected lesions, and biopsy of the most accessible lesion. The aims of surgery are local control, usually with radiotherapy, and immediate mechanical stability. They prefer removal of tumor through a cortical window using curettes and high-speed burrs, followed by cemented intramedullary fixation devices because of their superior ability to withstand mechanical load. If there is extreme cortical destruction, they advocate resection and reconstruction with a cemented tumor prosthesis. Daung et al. reviewed management of metastatic lesions of the proximal femur. They recommend prophylactic surgery of impending fractures rather than treating an existing fracture. For femoral neck lesions, they recommend cemented hemiarthroplasty because of the high nonunion rate for intracapsular fractures. For peritrochanteric lesions, they recommend cephalomedullary nailing because endoprosthetic reconstruction entails extensive dissection, leaves residual weakness, and has a high risk of infection dislocation. Moving on to the next question. A 52-year-old female with metastatic breast carcinoma presents with moderate left shoulder pain. A radiograph of her left shoulder shows blastic lesions in the left humeral head. An axial CT image shows the same lesion occupying one-third to two-thirds of the humeral head diameter. A technetium methylene diphosphonate bone scan shows increased tracer uptake in the left humeral head. Examination reveals mild tenderness but no swelling around the proximal humerus. Examination is negative for other causes of shoulder pain. According to the Morel scoring system, what is the most appropriate next step in treatment? And the choices are 1. Observation is appropriate because her Morel score is 4. 2. Radiation therapy is appropriate because her Morel score is 6. 3. Prophylactic internal fixation with a proximal humeral locking plate is appropriate because her Morel score is 8. 4. Prophylactic fixation with an intramedullary nail is appropriate because her Morel score is 7. And five, proximal humeral replacement is appropriate because her morale score is eight. The correct answer to this question is two, radiation therapy is appropriate because her morale score is six. This patient has metastasis to the proximal humerus. The lesion has a morale score of six because the patient has moderate pain, giving her two points. The lesion is in the upper extremity, giving her one point. The lesion takes up one-third to two-thirds of the bone diameter, which gives her two points. And finally, the lesion is blastic, which gives her another one point. Non-operative treatment is indicated in this patient. Radiation therapy is a good option for pain control. To quickly review, 20% of skeletal metastases occur in the upper extremity, with 50% occurring in the humerus. The surgical options are as follows. For proximal humerus or Bickel's type 1 lesions, endoprosthetic replacement is recommended. For diaphyseal or type 2 lesions, intramedullary rods, intercalary spacers, or plates and screws are options. And for distal lesions or type 3 lesions, flexible nails or elbow replacements are options. Evans et al. reviewed the Morel's rating system for fracture prediction in humeral metastasis. Although the original literature defined a cutoff of 9 points or greater for prophylactic stabilization for all long bone lesions, they recommended a score of 7 or greater for identifying impending pathologic fractures of the humerus. Moving on to the next question. A 75-year-old man is brought to the emergency room after a fall. He complains of right leg pain and a radiograph shows a pathologic fracture of the proximal tibia. Prior to operative fixation of the fracture, biopsy and staging procedures reveal that this is a metastatic lesion. Which of the following primary cancer diagnoses is associated with the shortest life expectancy following pathologic fracture? And the choices are 1. Lung, 2. Thyroid, 3. Prostate, 
four breast, and five renal. The correct answer to this question is one, lung. So this patient is presenting with a pathologic fracture of the proximal tibia. Prior to definitive fixation, the nature of the tumor needs to be determined through biopsy and staging to assist with operative planning. In terms of life expectancy, lung cancer and melanoma have the worst median survival of less than six months and a five-year survival of less than 5% when bone metastases are present. Rugraf et al. were able to determine the primary site of the tumor in 85% of their 40 patients by using their unique diagnostic protocol, which did not include biopsy. They report that biopsy alone failed to identify the primary malignant tumor in 65% of patients. The instructional course lecture by Simon et al. reviews how to outline an effective diagnostic strategy when evaluating potential malignancies. They specifically state that if the diagnosis of malignancy or aggressive tumor is favored or a soft tissue mass of greater than 5% in diameter is present, that these should be referred to an orthopedic oncologist prior to biopsy. And moving on to the final question, an elderly female has just been diagnosed with lung cancer. If her cancer metastasizes to bone, what is the most common site of subsequent pathologic fracture? And the choices are 1. Proximal femur, 2. Distal femur, 3. Proximal humerus, four, humeral shaft, and five, thoracic spine. The correct answer to this question is one, proximal femur. So while the spine is the most common site for all bony metastasis, the proximal femur is the most common site for pathologic fracture secondary to metastasis to bone. The femur is the most common long bone associated with metastatic disease, and the stress risers around the proximal femur make it vulnerable to fracture. It is therefore the most common site for pathologic fracture secondary to metastatic carcinoma. Both Morell's criteria and Harrington's criteria are used to predict the risk of pathologic fracture in the presence of a metastatic lesion and indications for prophylactic fixation. Ward et al. emphasizes the benefit of prophylactic stabilization in improving the quality of life in patients with metastatic disease. Weber et al. provides a treatment algorithm for metastatic disease, including the use of radiation and bisphosphonates, and augmenting the primary fixation. Recent literature from the UK and Memorial Sloan Kettering suggests improved patient-related outcomes and decreased mechanical failure in proximal femoral metastatic lesions treated with megaprostheses rather than intramedullary nails. That's all for this review about impending fracture and prophylactic fixation. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.